2: million, $1 million, $100,000 10 times, $10,000 100 times, $1,000 1,000 times. That's the prize if you win America's Got Talent and we know someone who is going to win it.
1: Not only do we know um, someone that is totally going to win it, but she is a 1022 podcast host. She is one of the co-hosts of Chidi's podcast hilarious comedian, was one of Jeff's biggest supporters and encouraging him to not only encouraging him to do stand up comedy, but welcoming him into the stand up comedy world, which I, I wouldn't say is like rare, but she definitely she is a rare true friend.
2: And she has rescued multiple baby squirrels nurse them back Mm -hmm. to health. She's been clawed. She's been bitten. She's been peed on. But she has saved the life. She was once late to a comedy show because she found a baby squirrel in the road on her way down the street.
1: She's like Dr. Doolittle. She is. But for squirrels only.
2: So tonight on America's Got Talent, Lace Larrabee is going to be auditioning for uh, Howie Mandel, Sofia Vergara, Heidi Klum, and Simon Cowell. On stage in front of those four people in hopes of getting passed to the next round.
1: I mean,
2: I think it's amazing. It, it, three of four, three of the four of them have to approve, right? I, think I don't it's, know. I think it's three of the four. Hopefully it's not four of four. Unanimous is tough.
1: Unanimous is tough, but it's tonight at 8 PM Eastern. It's on NBC cheer lace on. She is hysterical. I cannot wait to watch her crush it and, um, like no pressure to lace, but when she wins, you know, she like, maybe we should, you know, she should take us to a nice, nice dinner or something.
2: Uh, no. We need to take her to a dinner because,
1: but she'll be rich. She may not even want to have dinner with us anymore.
2: I know, but we have to kind of kiss her butt because she's going to go on mm. to big. most of the America's Got Talent winners. Uh, go on, especially in the comedy and stage performance, go get like contracts on Vegas. the strip on the Vegas strip yeah. and stuff. So, uh, but it's imp- really really important that you watch her tonight on NBC at eight p.m. because. Uh, they look at the ratings to see how people, how different performers do on different nights, like who gets tuned in and who doesn't and whatever. So it's every single time that she's on, if she makes it through tonight to the next round, excuse me, when, when she makes it through mm-hmm. tonight to the next round, to the next round, to the next round, all the way to the finale, all of us have to rally around and and watch. So make sure you tune in. Tonight, America's Got Talent, 8 p.m., uh, Lace Larrabee, the next America— I'm, I don't know, is it jinxing it to say that or is that manifesting? Um, Jinxing and manifesting are dangerously close to one another.
1: No, I think you're manifesting.
2: Okay. The next America's Got Talent winner, you can catch her tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, NBC, Lace Larrabee.
0: The Upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie
1: and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome
2: back. Today is Tuesday, June 21st. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my friendship with Lace.
1: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Peel and Stick Wallpaper.
2: I have uh, gotten so many... Messages that I've been unable to to respond to all of them about a change that has happened in Atlanta radio over the past week. Um, if you are if you followed me from radio to the uh, to the podcast, you probably know that whenever I leave a job, like some people like to make big entrances, Jeff likes to make big exits. I make big exits. I have never, at least in the city of Atlanta. I have never left a radio job without there just being a lot of commotion around it.
1: Well, and I think-
2: There's a lot of shenanigans. A
1: lot of shenanigans. First of all, it's radio. So there's always like a lot of shenanigans. But I will say, because you're not someone to like toot your own horn, I mean, you are one of- you know, the most recognizable and famous radio personalities in Atlanta. So if you are listening to our show and you joined at the podcast and you're like, Jeff worked in radio and you well, you were, I mean, I know, I, it's
2: just, it's just funny to think of that with, with radio. I think it's like,
1: yeah, well, you had the same job for a really long time and right, that doesn't happen funny. in radio. So yeah. anyways, you were hugely successful in radio and that's why when things happen in radio, I think people come to you and they want to know what you think or what you know or whatever,
2: especially when it involves one of the shows that I used to work on, mm-hmm. um, so I am getting a lot of questions about uh, about a situation involving one of the shows I used to work on in Atlanta. And uh, two things: one, I'm going to comment on the situation because I I think I have a really up close perspective to the tumultuous end of a relationship, mm-hmm. and I'm using I'm not just saying like to getting. To losing a job or quitting or changing jobs, I'm saying relationship because I think when I thought through this, this all This applies to every. T- this applies to friendships. This applies to marriages. This applies to to romantic relationships and to jobs. Mm-hmm. So I I have a unique perspective, a very up close perspective on that. So I am going to change that, or I am going to address that because I think it'll be helpful to a lot of people. But I'm not going to speak specifically on. What happened last week? Because I I, I don't know. Like, You can
1: only speak about your experience.
2: I can only speak about my experience, right? So here's what I want to say. When there is the decided end of anything, and when I say decided end, I mean like when one party in a relationship or both decides to end it, whether it's a job, whether it's a business, you know, marriage, whether it's a friendship, there's always two sides to the story. And then like the the phrase or whatever is, and the truth is somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. which I believe to be true. But it's been my experience that when a relationship ends and one of the parties involved is silent, it's because of one of the following reasons. Number one, despite the end of the relationship, they still genuinely care for the other person or the other party, Mm -hmm. and they know that that other person is hurt and they don't want to extend that hurt any more than they have to, so they just remain silent. They have nothing to say about it. Mm -hmm. Number two, there is a material reason for their silence. Like, perhaps... um, There is a employment agreement that has continued payments dependent on, you know, being agreeable to the circumstances of the departure. Mm -hmm. Perhaps there's a pending divorce and you don't want to say anything that could be used against you. Mm -hmm. For anything like that, there's a – Like
1: your lawyer may have told you to be quiet. Exactly.
2: (laughs) And then – Number three, sometimes you just don't want to talk about the relationship or you don't want to talk about the other person because doing so kind of validates it all and legitimizes the person and you're over them and you don't want to legitimize them anymore. You mm-hmm. don't want to give them any whatever. And sometimes it's a combination of all three. So, so that is the person who's remaining silent. The person who is saying something, Three things for them, too. Number one, they are trying to hurt the other person. They want to damage their reputation. They want to get some sort of revenge. They want to deliver some sort of punishment. So they are going to say what they can say in order to disparage the other person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, there might be a truth that they are trying to cover up. So they're trying to create noise. They're trying to say things uh, loudly and distract from a truth that might come out. Or uh, they might be trying to protect themselves from the reality of the situation by making the other person look bad or just throwing up like things that the other person has to deflect, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to take their attention away from from speaking the truth. And um, number three, they're just trying to exert power over the other person. hmm Um, And same thing, it could also be a combination of all three. Now, any relationship, like, there's not always going to be a vocal person. There's not always going to be a silent person. Like, sometimes you might have two vocal people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might have two silent people. Sometimes you might have somebody who, or a relationship where a person is sometimes vocal, but then silent, and then vice versa, whatever. Like, there's no rules. Um, But I do want to say this. If one person in the relationship has access to an audience and the other person does not, and the person who has the audience decides to say harmful or hurtful things about the other person, then they're a bully. They are, they're mean, they're a bully, they're cruel, and they might not, uh, or they might someday acknowledge that they were a bully, they might apologize for it, or they might dig in and continue to bully. But make no mistake about it, a person who uses an advantage that they have to reach more people in order to make someone else look bad, no matter how they veil it, you know, no matter how they disguise it, no matter what makeup they put on it, Mm It's still the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. still bullying. So I want you to keep that in mind because that's not something that decent people do. Decent people acknowledge that they're in a position of power and that they might have to behave differently than they would be if everything was even. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you're in the situation where you have to sit silently by while someone else tries to reframe the story so that they become the victim, or that uh, they look more heroic than they really are, or they're trying to get sympathy for themselves. If you are the silent person, I want to tell you this, and this is from experience. It doesn't feel like it right now, but I promise you, people can hear your silence. People see your situation. People realize and understand the truth. And... If the other person is really, really good at hiding their flaws, then it's going to take longer, but the truth eventually does appear. And when it shows up without your help, it's so much sweeter. So as tempting as it is to try to reply, to try to throw things out there, to try to to grab the knives that they're throwing and throw them back at them, don't do it. Because... At the end of the day, you're gonna be the bigger person. You're gonna be the person who just wrote it out, let everything happen as it as it would, and you can go to bed with that piece at night. For the rest of their lives, the bully who treated you poorly is always gonna be a bully. Mm-hmm. And if they acknowledge it, then you can have that comfort knowing that they realize they made a mistake And if they never acknowledge it, if they never think what they did was bad, then you can have the comfort of knowing that you are a person who is more grounded and at peace than they are. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And trust me on this. This is the most important part. It all works out exactly how it should in the end. Every time.
1: Did you just get emotional? What do you mean? Oh, I thought you choked up for a second.
2: No, I think I was just talking a lot. Oh, that was okay. A, that was a big monologue, even for me.
1: That, that was a big monologue. I, you know, I, well, I'm curious as to what people have been asking you. Like, do people want your opinion? Everybody just wants
2: me to, everybody just wants me to weigh in because it's a show that I used to be a part of. I haven't been a part of that show in four, know, five, six years,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Mm-hmm. And so I say that, so it, I am truly touched that I was a part of your So much a part of your life that you think to reach out to me and ask me for comment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that part of it is, is truly touching. But I, I know that in any situation, the decision to end someone's employment is never easy, you know? Mm -hmm. And. I know it causes stress and anxiety. I have been that person who has been involved in ending other people's employment. I don't like it. It's terrible. Sucks. Totally sucks. But there are different ways to handle it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And you can choose to handle it with class and integrity, or you can choose to handle it with whatever the opposite of those things are.
1: Bullying. You can bully someone else and use your your power when someone else doesn't have any.
2: So people are just – it's just a lot of, what do you think about this? Or – oh, my gosh, this looks like something that you went through, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. And is it? I can't say with certainty. I don't like there's a difference. I, I quit. They were let go. I, so I can't speak to any of the circumstances. All I can say is, um, yeah, I can't speak to the circumstances. All I can say is that patterns repeat themselves. Yeah.
1: And you have been the person, I mean, look, there's been, because you've been kind of like in the public eye on, you know, because of radio stuff, like you've had to be the one that makes choices how you handle things. And one thing, you know, like I remember even before I knew you, like when you were going through your divorce, I think you said out loud on the radio, like, I have a microphone, she doesn't, I'm not going to talk about it because yeah. it's not fair. Right. And, um, you know, I think you have also been the person in more than one circumstance that has had to sit, sit, you chose to make the choice, like you chose to sit there And just let things play out and to not attack people that were attacking you. And I can tell you as the person married to you, there is zero part of you that regrets that decision.
2: No. And I still, you know what is really. But it's hard. It's a muscle. It's like any muscle. It gets stronger as you use it. So just a a couple of months ago, I heard again about a former coworker telling stories that are not true about, Mm -hmm. you know, working with me or whatever in an attempt to make themselves look better. No part of me was like, like I told you and I'm like, you're not going to want to hear this, but, and I (laughs) told you and you were like, let's go get them. And I'm like, (laughs) it doesn't. I was, I was mad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Look where we are now. Look how great things are for us right now. It doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, when I speak of anything in my past, I think that that went poorly, I think I try to do it in a way that where I just state a couple of facts and I also disclaim those and go, but that's from my perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I actually go out of my way to try to not make people look awful. Unless you're one of my good friends, then give me like a Mai Tai you know, <laughs> and 90 minutes, and you'll get the whole story. But other than that, n- no. So I just, but I mainly wanted to say that because I thought of how many people. It's in radio, it's unique because some people have microphones and some people don't. But in real life, people have friend groups, people have coworkers, people have people industry bosses, peers, people yeah. have bosses, people hierarchy have hierarchy at work. S- yeah, siblings, people have parents, all these relationships. And there are people who are choosing to sit silently by because that's what is the right thing. And sometimes it's really, really hard. And I'm here to tell you as someone who has done that multiple times, at the end of the day, it's it's actually really good. It feels really good. So yeah. so and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
1: I have something to say about the most horrible noise in the entire world that I heard the other day.
2: We have the audio and it's so awful. We're not even going to play it because it gives me chills when I hear it.
1: It is horrible. We have a backyard that we love to spend time in now. And Ellie loves to be out there. And, you know, I like my kids feet in the dirt. I really do. I think it's important. So we go barefoot a lot back there. I, it did not even occur to me that the slate part would get super hot really early in the morning did not even occur to me. So Ellie and I were playing outside and all of a sudden she starts screaming bloody murder and she's frozen. And I didn't know, like she had picked up one of her toys. So I didn't know if like the toy was hot or whatever. Obviously I run and I pick her up. But the poor thing didn't know how to react to something burning her, like burning her feet. Like she had never she'd felt that from, before.
2: She'd walked from a shaded part of the this, this stone patio to a part that was in the sun. And when she paused, to, because I watched it back on the, we have a security camera in the backyard, and I watched it back on the camera. And when she paused to pick up her toy, it was enough time for her feet to react to the stone being hot and she froze. She didn't know what it, it was an unfamiliar feeling and her scream is halfway between terror and pain.
1: It was seriously the worst thing ever, but I was thinking about that. And like Jeff and I were talking before the show, Jeff saw someone in the Atlanta heat walking someone on, or walking a dog on, what was it, like concrete or the yeah. sidewalk or whatever. I think this is a good reminder that we all need to be very, very careful in this crazy heat with like our kids' feet, with our own feet, with our dog's paws, with leaving animals in the car, kids in the car, whatever it is, just be extra, extra careful because it is so, so hot.
2: And by the way, we did Ellie did not get hurt. No. Like it didn't no. burn her or whatever. Uh, it was just she didn't know it was she ter- she it was,
1: she had terrified her
2: yeah which um yeah which is which is such a frightening concept but yeah she she's fine but do keep that in mind with your little dogs It's too hot for the little paws
1: take them in the grass
2: yesterday you declared this instagram account brunch with babs best ever mm-hmm. your favorite thing right now um may i declare something my favorite thing right now always it is the catchy fruit fly slash tiny little can't see them bug ultraviolet light with a fan catcher thing. This
1: thing, we heard about it from Upside listeners. Last year. I think, yeah, last year because we were having a fruit fly problem and I am like pulling out all the stops. I've got the wine, we put vinegar out, we put all sorts of, whatever the internet said, we did it and somewhat- And they're all
2: crazy recipes. They're like a a half a cup of Sprite, a splash of vinegar and, and two tablespoons of Chardonnay with one drop of dish soap in a wine glass covered in saran wrap with three holes punched in the top, shine a flashlight to it from eight feet away. But we, we did it.
1: it. We <laughs> did it because fruit flies are the most obnoxious thing ever. And then one of you, actually a couple of you, were like, oh my gosh, you need the catchy. And I call it the catchy bug. I don't know. If it, it's called K-A-T-C-H-Y. But you get, you, wanna, it
2: on, you get it on Amazon.
1: Do you want to? And it's not horrible looking. No. So it's not an eyesore. Do you want to tell what it does? I it's feel got, like it would
2: bring you joy. It's got a um uh a, a ultraviolet light or a purple light at the top, you know, one of the ones that attract bugs and then a fan that you can barely hear. Just a so gentle fan. It's about the size of like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something in your kitchen because that's where ours is. Um, Maybe like, what is it? A three pound or a five pound bag of sugar. It's like half the size of that. Mm -hmm. And when the bug gets, it goes near the light, the fan sucks it down inside. And then there's at the bottom, there's like a sticky pad. So the bug hits the sticky pad and then can't come off. But what's it's just, a
1: quite horrible death, actually. It's a, hor-
2: it's a horrible bug death, but it's satisfying to open it up and see how many bugs have been taken out of circulation in your house. Little tiny fruit flies, like if a mosquito gets in your house, it takes care of that. It's um, awesome. But it's mainly the it's mainly those fruit fly-esque, I don't know what else you call
1: And we, I mean, our doors are open so much because we like being outside. So, you know, bugs get in. We try to close our doors, whatever, it happens. Um, so take care of that. You got it on, you said you got it on Amazon, yep. right?
2: K-A-T-C-H-Y, the catchy.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad.
2: I haven't even told you about the great Father's Day gift I got this year. It's a storage case for all of my dad jokes. Ellie gave it to me. She called it a Dada base. (laughs) We spent so much time talking about how comfortable and soft and amazing our cozy earth sheets are. I, we can talk about that again here, but I just want to say right off the, the top, this company has a 100-night guarantee on their products. So when you get sheets, you can sleep on them for, almost, for over three months, wash them as you normally do, mm-hmm. do whatever you normally do on your sheets, and... It, I, if on night ninety nine you're like you know what the Kelly and Jeff lied these aren't that cozy, then you call the company and they'll take them back. You won't do that because they're tremendously comfortable and in they're uh, incredible sheets. But that to me is the sign of a great product. If somebody's willing to put their money where their mouth is for three months,
1: you they are fully confident in their product. We are fully confident in their product, and I do think it's funny because I've gotten a couple Instagram messages from people saying, okay. It was an investment for me, and I walked into buying my Cozy Earth sheets, planning on returning them. Like, I was not optimistic. I was like, you know what? If I don't like them, I can return them. And (laughs) the um, last person that messaged me was like, "Um, I got through one night and decided there's not a chance that I'm ever returning them. Like, they are amazing, and that's what we keep hearing over and over and over again.
2: Especially with these crazy um, summer temperature nights because – The fabric, it's like a type of bamboo, the cotton that they use. Mm -hmm. Is it called cotton? No, it's not
1: cotton at all. What's it
2: called? Bamboo? Bamboo
1: from this coast.
2: Okay, so the Mm -hmm. bamboo stuff, um, it's more temperature- Regulating. Regulating, so- you don't get super hot or super chilly using.
1: And the I'm sheets. a hot sleeper. Like I definitely yeah, you can. Are. I can definitely um, sweat at night, and this has—I have not sweat one single night since we've had our Cozy Earth sheets, and it feels amazing.
2: Go to CallieAndJeff.com slash sleep, and that'll take you right over to the Cozy Earth website, and it'll automatically put you in the club for forty percent off. CallieAndJeff.com slash sleep. If you step out into my backyard right now, to the left is a propane grill. To the right, my big green egg. You know what would look lovely right in front of me? One of those black stone flat grills. It's like a propane-powered griddle think of the stuff I could do. It would be like conducting an orchestra, especially when you partner it with my ButcherBox subscription. ButcherBox delivering meat right to our door every single month. I was just going through the freezer to look at what ButcherBox cuts we have available to work with this week. That's how easy it makes life. It makes sure that you have the meat that your family loves in your freezer when you need it. No last minute runs to the grocery store. Right now you can get a great deal from ButcherBox just for being an upside listener. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/upside, use the code upside to get a free pack of bacon in every box for the life of your membership, plus 10 bucks off your first order. That's butcherbox.com/upside and use upside to claim this deal. High quality meat, beef, free range organic chicken, pork Raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood all oh, right on your doorstep. You can't go wrong.
1: MeUndies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable summer, one that you'll never forget. When you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And yup, it happens. I love me undies. They are so soft, super comfortable. And I have a membership, so I get new underwear every month and I can purge the old stuff. They are super comfortable. And I love sleeping in them because comfort in my bed is like numero uno priority for me. When you're comfy and feeling good, you're more present to enjoy your bed, to be able to relax and fully sleep. But also during the day, enjoy all your your summer plans. From undies, bralettes, and to loungewear and swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. Me Undies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. You can match your partner, your friends, or even your dog. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. Me Undies has a great offer for upside listeners. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free to join Me Undies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your order, 25% off your your first membership item and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash upside. That's meundies.com slash upside.
2: Here's the situation. You're back in the office, right? And everybody's all uptight and conservative because they haven't had suits on in years. So now they're trying to look all proper and they're trying to one up each other with how fashionable they got while they were home. Uh, working from home for the past couple of years. Now you got to step your game up. Imagine switching from the corporate conservative, hello, here I am look, to, hey, let's go hit the bars. Let's go hit the clubs simply by changing your eyeglasses. Not even talking about the whole glasses and lenses and everything. I'm just talking about the magnetic frame that snaps to the front of your eyewear so you can match your eyes to your personality. I've done this. I have done this. I've woken up in the morning and had to go to work. I wanted to feel worky. So I just wore the black frames. But I was meeting some friends for lunch. It was a Friday afternoon. Margaritas were gonna be served. So I just swapped out. The uh, or whipped out the choice of frames that I had with the magnetic clips, put a super colorful on one on, and I was ready for happy hour. Be very individual and lead by example with pair eyewear glasses, starting at only sixty dollars. You can get them as unique as you are one pair infinite style starting at 60 bucks go to pairiwear.com/upside for 15% off your first purchase that's 15% off at pairiwear.com/upside here are my three random things for today and because today is the first day of summer all of these are summer related ah. number 1 did you know that sunscreen has an expiration date Yes, I did not know that until a few years ago. My friend Mitchell uh, went to went out on the lake on a pontoon boat, not realizing that the sunscreen he was using was very old, and he was as red as a stop sign. Oh Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so check your um, expiration date on your sunscreen, especially if you haven't used it in a year or two. Uh, it doesn't become completely ineffective with time, but it does become less and less and less. It's so, like medicine. Yeah. So like SPF 30 then becomes SPF 4. Uh, okay. So number two, on my summertime, three random things. Scientists speculate that people are friskier in the summer because one, they're exercising more and two, because people are generally wearing less clothes. So that must have been the study of obvious. <laughs> Warm weather plus fewer clothes equals increased. Okay,
1: I will say, though, I will say, last week, I don't know, stop me if I already mentioned this on the show, but last week during our hellish weather, uh, I was in the Trader Joe's parking lot, and I saw a couple holding hands. I'm like, this is officially what we call don't touch me weather. It is so gross. So I don't know why people are feeling frisky because what I was feeling when I was walking through the Trader Joe's parking lot is general hatred for the world. That's what I was feeling. And this couple is like all over each other. I'm like, oh
2: my God. And they
1: were adults. They were not teenagers.
2: I will say, um, and as far as the seeing more skin in the summertime, uh, that changes when you become a dad. Because now my first thought when I see some of the, the um, you know, bikini pictures and stuff from people who are at the lake or who are at the beach mm-hmm. is like, well, I really hope this trend passes before Ellie becomes a teenager. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are moving to Alaska. All right. And my third random thing is uh, hangovers are worse in hot weather. So uh, if you are going to go out and drink, um, know that uh, your hangover that you would po- be able to power through in cooler temps uh, might actually knock you down for the count in hot, humid weather. That's proven by science. And those are my three random things.
1: Okay. We have, we need your involvement in a little Callie and Jeff decision. Jeff has decided that I will be allowed to, well, and I say be allowed, look, the studio is his office. So he has to be in here all the time, but we do a lot of recording in here. We do a lot of like zooms. We meet with business people, we record things, whatever. So I think that we need to have like a statement accent wall with some peel and stick wallpaper. Now i I'm not going to tell you how many hours I spent picking out samples because truly I wanted to impress you, Jeff. And I was thinking, okay, let's get some, like, uh, like some hints of color in here. Let's get something that might make Jeff laugh. Like I've got some crazy looking peacock situations and then I've got a goat standing on a tree situation over there. Um, and I think I d- those
2: are cute. I just don't know that as the background Especially if we start doing some video version of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know that 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 would work.
1: It just looks really cool. Okay. Um, And then I was looking, because you can, on these sites, like these wallpaper sites, and I'm totally forgetting which one I got this one off of, but you can. Stick them up,
2: I think it was called. No. Mm.
1: Are you going to start a peel and stick wallpaper company? Um, I think it
2: was called Sticky Not Icky.
1: (laughs) Um, But you can see it in large scale. So you can see how it looks on a room or whatever. And I picked a lot of bold prints that looked good, big scale. And my plan is to do whatever we decide, like the peel and stick wallpaper, and then to make it get a really bright, like 1022 logo that cool. stands out so we can see that. Cause I think that would be awesome. I think it would make us look more legit. And I think it would feel really cool in here. I have put, how many do we have on the wall? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, We have 12 to choose from. I'm going to number them because Jeff has said it is up to you and I. And I, I mean you and I like upside listeners. I
2: think you have to narrow it down to three. I think 12 is too many.
1: Three, Okay. But you can't narrow it down even more?
2: No. Or, or like, what if I, what if I pick three and you pick three? Right.
1: Okay. And so we we'll
2: A couple of those will overlap and then whatever's left, we can put it up as a poll and. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So we need your help. So go to my Instagram account today. I'm going to post them today. Um, please vote on what our studio walls should look like. Um, and here are, you know, they have to look good on like a zoom or whatever. It has to be, you know, not too feminine, but also not too masculine. And any other qualifications?
2: Uh, No. I mean, I don't know. You want me to say so much more about it, but I just I think they're nice. No,
1: I I just thought it was cool that you were like, yeah, let Upside listeners choose. I thought that was awesome.
0: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please visit CallieAndJeff.com to find lots more Upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up.
2: If I drop dead the any time ever. When I drop dead. I want you to know that I'm okay with k With what? K-sig. K-sig? K, the letter K, mm-hmm. and then S-I-G.
1: What is K-sig?
2: You're not hip to k Apparently not. Kirkland Signature? Mm-hmm. Costco? Mm-hmm. They sell caskets? Yes. The caskets are less than a thousand bucks. Yes. If you go to funeral home, Mm-hmm. where they're gonna pressure you. They're you like
1: $10,000. Not right? that
2: much, but they're like, they start at like $2, 2,500 bucks, two thousand mm-hmm. twenty five hundred 2,500 bucks. I'm fine.
1: Okay, here's what I wanna I know think, though.
2: I think, here's what, I, if something happened to me, I would, I, you could do my entire, I want you to put me in Sig clothes. I want you to put me in one with, I want you to send me down with one of those giant peanut M&M tubs and one of those barrels of animal crackers. <laughs> cram, yeah. cram that in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, a rotisserie chicken.
1: That might smell.
2: A slice of pizza. I'm, there's a dead body in there. You think the chicken's going to be the stinky part?
1: Well, yeah, because you're going to be embalmed.
2: Um, put me in the casket, in the K-SIG casket. Totally good with that.
1: It's probably really comfortable, to you. Also, you know think, what I'm wondering about that, though?
2: One more thing about my, my K-SIG funeral. Uh huh. I want somebody, as people leave, checking receipts and drawing a straight line through them with a Sharpie. Like, as you leave my services. Like, you know how you get a little prayer card? Mm-hmm. Like, on one side of it, it'll be like you know, whatever, like a, you know, like a old, super, they're always like super old school pictures of like Jesus on the cross or the Virgin Mary or something. Yeah, they
1: don't scream warmth,
2: really. Right, they're like uh-huh. classic. And then flip it over and it'll be like our, you know, the prayer.
1: No, would it be like, would I w- it be like, I want, you want, the, know.
2: I want the. I want a guy in an apron <laughs> drawing a line through it. Huh. Confirming you were there.
1: You know what I was wondering? Out of all of that, I was wondering, can you show up to a funeral home with and be like, I don't want your stupid casket. I want my, <laughs> I my casket. Yeah. I have my own. Um, I will be using this. Can you do that? Or is it like, a, like can you do that with all of them? Because I feel like some of them, it's like, you cannot BYOB.
2: Bring your own BYOC.
1: BYOC. Can you BYOC? <laughs>
2: Actually, a great question. And the better question is, what about an urn? Like, can you show up with just like an empty two liter Coke? and be like, put Aunt Gladys in here?
1: I don't think so. Let me tell you why. This is weird that I know this, but I do. My grandparents uh-huh. wanted to be like mixed together. Yeah. And the funeral home people were like, absolutely not. Why? There's like laws of restrictions and stuff like that. Like you can't, because they were like, I think what if you pour one of, you know, like have two urns and half of each of them goes, you know, so they're together. They wanted to be like Yeah, why can't together. you do that? Apparently. The The funeral home
2: probably can't do it.
1: Yeah, no, you could probably, like, take it home. You could do it, yeah. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, funeral industry people, they can't do that. So you're not going in a two-liter Coke.
3: Good morning, Callie and Jeff. I had to pause the podcast because I wanted to tell you, um, and this is about the bug being learned behavior, the fear of it. My grandmother, we lived in the country, and you would get granddaddy long legs in the house because they just come in, you know, they're everywhere. And she would pick them up and take them outside. I was never afraid of them. She would just, she said they were good. And I, now my whole life I've done that and it will freak people out. If I see one, if one gets in the house, if it's, I'll put it somewhere safe, I'll pick it up and put it somewhere safe. Um, so I absolutely think it's learned behavior. Except for roaches. I think roaches is instinctual because they're the most disgusting creatures in the world, and I would have had a stroke if one of them pulled out of my clothes. Anyway, y'all have a great day. Love you. Bye.
1: Thrive Cosmetics makes high performance, vegan, 100% cruelty free skincare and beauty products. They were a brand that I heard about years ago from my girlfriends who were obsessed with Thrive. They loved the makeup, but they also loved that it was a brand they could be proud to support. Cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive has a mission called Bigger Than Beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, which includes women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. They also never test on animals. Years ago, I had to ditch my lash extensions because they were super irritating to my eyes. I started using Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I've used it for years, and I love it because it mimics the look of lash extensions. The Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara has over... 15,000 five-star reviews. Another must-have for the summer is their Sunproof 3-in-1 Invisible Priming Sunscreen. So it's an SPF 37 primer that you put right on your face before you put your makeup on. And let me just give you this advice. I've said it over and over on the show. You only get one face, okay? So we have to take care of it. And Sunproof is proven to extend the wear of makeup up to 16 hours with a blurred velvet matte finish that looks freshly applied all day. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside for 15% off your first order.
0: Oh, my gosh. The cinnamon rolls package, Callie. Okay, just to give you guys a visual, when I was a kid, I would make biscuits or cinnamon rolls in the morning sometimes because I just liked to do that, and my tactic was to peel the wrapper off, and then I would throw the biscuit container as hard as I could onto the floor and run in the other direction, and sometimes I would have to do it, like, four times, so my parents probably thought, like, wow, there is something wrong with our child, but... You know what? It worked. I got them open eventually. But I'm an adult now, and I still don't like doing it. So, anyways, just reminding me of my weird, weird childhood days. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Crystal. Okay. Just right. A vacation day and a home day in your underpants totally different. Because, see, the minute you put underpants on your body, they're dirty. Like, they're worn underpants. I can't stand the other word that women call underwear, so I will never say it as long as I live. But, like Callie said, if you go to the pool, you take off said underpants that you've had on. I don't care if you've had them on for 20 minutes after a shower. When you come back in, you do not put your feet in the same underwear that your butt just touched. It's not cool. You have to have a new pair of underpants. So, therefore... You just bring the whole drawer. Just bring your whole underpants drawer and what you bring back clean, you just go back to the underpants drawer. But you always are prepared for poops, peeps, and pool changes. Bye. Hey Justin Kelly, it's Renee. Um, I was just listening to today's show and I feel like Jazz gets these ideas in his head about like the big days, you know, the Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, Christmas and all these different, you know, Thanksgiving, that it should have gone this way, and then it kind of, you get these expectations in your head, and then you're disappointed, but I don't know about you guys, but when I look back on my childhood, I mean, Christmas is always big, and maybe birthdays, but I'm not really remembering, like, the father's days, or the mother's days, or the fourth, century. you know, you remember, you remember the fun nights, making dinner with your family, or, you know, like, having your dad teach you how to make meatballs, or, you know just the random nights you know the random movie nights or you know when silly things happen i i don't think you can manufacture some of those memories so i just don't want you to be disappointed that you missed out on the one day when in reality you know it's it's the day-to-day stuff that i think your kids remember and the effort that they put in so just a thought love you guys
3: If you're constantly doubting yourself, I'm a psychologist and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt. Number one, avoidance feeds self-doubt. And the more you avoid something, the more you will believe in that narrative that says, I would never have been good enough anyway. Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you, something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back anymore.